Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for joining us once again here on NapaBroadcasting.com as we continue our coverage of the Napa Valley Film Festival 2018 and continue our conversations with filmmakers. Right now we're joined by my guest Martha Pinson. She made her directorial debut with a film that will be screening here at the film festival entitled Tomorrow, and it is my pleasure to welcome Martha Pinson to the program. Martha, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, it's a delight to have you here. Uh, Although this is your first feature film, you have been in the film business for a very long time. You've uh, been involved with many uh, very famous directors, very important films. You have a long career in the business. Give us a little overview of of all that you've done. Well, yes. I... um... Shortly after college, I realized that I was attracted to the film business. I was a Shakespeare major, you know, at Vassar, and of literature, art, dance, modern dance, and music. So the film industry was seemed very remote to me. I grew up in a small town in New Jersey. I didn't ever think that I could direct a feature film. That was a Hollywood thing. But I got a job working... Um, at a, at a theater, uh, you know, an art house theater, and then did the public relations for them. And I met a lot of directors, and they loved how I handled their films. And they said, you've got to work for me. And so a script supervisor was kind of like the basic job for a woman on the set in the late 70s. And so I, you know, kind of checked it out and seemed like I could do it. And people thought I had a photographic memory, and so therefore I would be good at it. I didn't know what they meant, but... Um, <laughs> I, uh, so I decided, and it was, a, this was a prospect of a really good union job. The film production jobs are covered, you know, by a really nice contract that provides good salary and benefits. So I thought, well, it's definitely worth giving it a try. And sure enough, I got recommended for a couple things and people loved my work and said they were great notes. And I told everybody. So yes, I got phone calls quite quickly from Brian De Palma, well, his you know his producer, um, Milos Forman, and Sidney Lumet, and kind of on from there. And it was uh, a very uh, creative, uh, productive career. The script supervisor is one of the key advisors to the director, and we make sure that the film will cut. So we're the representative of the editor on the set, and that involves a lot of uh, attention to... Um, the, the staging, the dialogue, the um, the continuity of time and place, um, even, you know, how old is the character in this flashback? You know, it, it matters, mm-hmm. you know. So we do breakdowns of all that. And very often, um, so we sit by the camera, or nowadays it's more at a, 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 the video village with the director. And so um, we're just there to convey his feelings to the editor and uh, just keep track of all the notes for visual effects and other, you know, camera issues and so forth. Cause people have to always, you know, always want to have to go back and figure out what you did and therefore what you have to do now. Um, so it's a, uh, it's a real job. Yes. Right. And um, so I had uh, a lot of good support and people like my work and seemed to trust me and, um, <clears throat> were comfortable having me there. And so, uh, I learned a lot, you know, and I loved, uh, when I first saw a screenplay, that was amazing too. I thought, Oh, I'm going to write these. This looks like so, so cool. So I was always, um, writing screenplays and, um, 
directing short films over the years as I was still working, you know, with uh, on the big stuff uh, to, um, you know, kind of secure my life. And and also when you when you know people in the business and you're going to do a short film, you can get a really talented person to be your cinematographer because you already know them from set, you know, or things like that. You know, there's a, there is definitely a team effort and um, people are uh, very supportive of their teammates. And also I loved making movies because um, you work outside, you're not sitting at a desk, you're out in the <laughs> wild world every day and you have this creative responsibility. You know, we make the movie. Hour by hour, yeah. One of the other things is that you got to be up close and personal with all of these directors. You got to understand how their vision was shaped, and and more importantly, the way the vision was executed and how successful or not successful it was in really fulfilling what they wanted to do. How did that set you up in terms of understanding your own goals as a director when you were ready to do it? I think what it created was, a well, two things. One is several really important techniques, which are, you know, kind of basic things, but the directors I worked with were particularly brilliant at this. And, um, and then also, yes, you get comfortable. You know what everyone does. It's a very complex situation when you're shooting a film. I mean, there could be hundreds of people, you know, just working. And so I was able to understand what they all, what they're all doing, which is helpful. And also, uh, I was able to um, grasp more, uh, and which I was focused on, of like understanding leadership. You know, so the two things, like um, I was able to see um, and observe and participate in Sidney Lumet's rehearsal technique, which was two or sometimes three weeks prior to principal photography. He would, we'd have a room, we'd we'd do the read-throughs, we'd break it down into, you know, sort of group of scenes to work on each day, develop the pace, develop the tone, work on, you know, changes, adjustments. Um, everyone would get to know the director's intention and try things to execute the, uh, the scenes, every scene in the film in a safe place. There was no, you know, it wasn't, there was no big risk. You were just rehearsing. So that was Lumet's way. Uh, and I loved it. And I've, utilize that when I, uh, direct and, um, and then, well, Martin Scorsese, for example, his, his preparation and understanding and just basic genius is just amazing, but he would do a, um, an annotated script where he placed a brief description of every scene he wanted to, uh, capture everything he wanted to get that would, show this moment of the script exactly so it was page by page and i could see that and grasp it and just got really gotten used to it so yeah in a sense i got used to both of these things and um so doing a shot list doing a rehearsal i i get it you know um and, and then working i would obviously uh be able to listen as they were working with actors you know and um learn about the various techniques and, and how to, you know, hear what they say. Not always. A lot was, wasn't perfectly in private, but you would get to see right. um, and hear a fair amount and understand um, 
a lot about the respect that is uh, due to actors and um, kind of how you pace it to introduce something new, you know, and when you say, okay, just say whatever you want. What do you want to do? What do you feel like doing? Just do it. Okay. And then, uh, you know, that kind of, that sort of Meisner technique, um, you know, how those are well executed and how you set up that atmosphere um, that is, allows freedom for the cast. Yeah. With all of that as background, how did Tomorrow become your first feature? Well, that was amazing in that usually uh, an, an independent person who wants to direct a film has to raise the money, you know, and very often they would be the person who had written the script and try to get the finance in place, maybe even on a very, very shoestring budget. But I was actually offered this job because um, the and because I well I went to a film festival where one of my screenplays won a prize, and I was just met this wonderful producer uh, Dean Mitchell at the uh, Dean Mitchell Woodford at the venue. We we're just hanging out, and we kept in touch over Facebook and this and that. And then um, and he his he mentioned me as a suggestion when his friends who were also part of that festival um, were looking for a director. And even though I live in New York, and they were, uh, this is a UK film, it's based in London. They um, they got in touch with me. You know, they just looked at my shorts online and checked my resume, and you know, knew that I had written this good screenplay, so that I wasn't, you know, completely without credits. And it is, yeah, truly kind of amazing that they would have thought to call me. You know. <laughs> One of the things I, I read that you said is that given all of the preparation you had, given this history you had, that the actual making of the film was less of a challenge than you thought it would be. Right. The, um, on some level, I felt, yeah, very uh, comfortable and confident um, shooting the film. You know, the, um, you know I, I was able to do a shot list in advance. I was able to review... Um, photographs from this, we had a, we had a remote location to, to shoot in Spain, but we had a good fellows producer scout there, David Isaac, and he sent, you know, photographs and I could study them. I could decide which one would work. And then I could take this, the screenplay I was, as it was written and, you know, diagram the action and then hire a, um, storyboard artist. You know, I knew that something like that, you really had to have thorough preparation and and so that was you know that was kind of a more of an effort but and I had a certain style and look that I wanted but I was able to communicate that but basically I could do um my wish list shot list um well in advance you know knowing that we would adjust on the day and go with that I I guess I just know what's needed so that I was never really in a panic, you know, and I could narrow it down if there something happened and we were short on time uh, for some, you know, if something got delayed or whatever, that I could, I could focus on, okay, this is what we really need. The, the, this, this, and this, I can live without it. Okay. You know, make the shot work, make the cut work. And I had sort of done that in my head so many times over the years. It just wasn't that stressful. Right. You know, it was just, 
just yeah okay and t- right. tell tell she, us tell us about the script tell us about the story that is at the heart of tomorrow yes i uh when i read the script um i thought it was wonderful and um it concerns um a uh, a veteran an injured veteran who's returned to london and is trying to rebuild his life but has suffered you know is suffering and he meets a fellow who's very outgoing and sociable and seems to be fine, but he's also dealing with a lot of, uh, or actually doesn't want to deal with, uh, with quite a few problems as well. So, um, and then they meet these wonderful women. So the, it's really about four young, well, pro, you know, mid to late twenties, um, young people who are in that, I feel what is important is that that is like the kind of the last coming of age story where you, you really have to decide how do you forge your path to, to work that is rewarding to finding love, to really forging your life. And so I thought that was a beautiful story and uh, it was told with a lot of, um, humor, drama, and, and, and just um, wonderful characters, including uh, both the women characters were very interesting, and that was very appealing. And tell us a little about the history of the film. Where is it screened so far? And a little bit about what's uh, led it up to coming to the Napa Valley Film Festival. Well, the Napa Valley is like one of our awesome opening events. Uh-huh. Um, so the... the uh, this, We've, we were, it took a while. I mean, this is one of the things with, with an indie film and, um, you know, is that the producers have to, um, navigate various options that then don't kind of work out. And then you go back to this and try that. So what we wound up with was, okay, we, we're going to do the film festival tour, see how we do, see if we can get some screenings. So they, um, uh, you know, applied to quite a few and we were delighted to get into uh just in the last you know for this current round we got into four absolutely wonderful film festivals and napa valley was uh one of them and we're just so so grateful to be there and have an audience come and see it and also i'll get to talk and share my experiences with other filmmakers and film buffs (laughs) so yeah and will there be anybody else connected with the film that will be coming with you to the festival? As far as I know, uh, yes. We will have um, the, the, uh, Stuart Brennan, who is the key producer and also the key writer and one of the leads. Okay? So he's coming. And then um, one of our uh, sort of art department uh, production assistants is a very close friend of his. And she will be coming, Jessica Maxwell. And then I understand that one of our producers, who also has a role, he plays one of the soldiers in the flashbacks, um, is coming. So that's uh, Jamie Edgerton. Edgerton, and um, so and there there may be more. I'm just I haven't <laughs> heard from everybody, but you know. They're all. Uh, I'm the beside me and a couple of other people are the, the 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 USA team. It was shot entirely in 
London, you know, and, and which we, and we did a, a, a few days in Spain, but, um, and then the, we did the edit here but, and, and the color correction, but that's it, you know? So, um, it's, it's a, it's a foreign film. <laughs> <laughs> Martha Pinson, her film is tomorrow. It's going to be screening here at the Napa Valley Film Festival. Martha, I thank you so much for giving us a little bit of history on the film and about yourself. And we look forward to seeing the film here at the festival. Well, thank you so much. Wine, food, talk. NapaBroadcasting.com.